listening to A Little Nonsense, where the conversation is competitive and the ads aren't real. I am your host and moderator, Joe Morical. With me, as always, the Charlie and Grandpa Joe to my Willy Wonka, Sean Keller. Oh, you're gonna go and take it! Charlie! Charlie, take <laughs> take me with you! Oh, I can walk again, suddenly! Oh! oh. Ah, lazy fuck. And Mike Pareto. <laughs> I got, I got the golden ticket. Wait, what? <laughs> you sound like me, Charlie. <laughs> no. <laughs> I never thought I'm that I could be <laughs> anything Joe. but. Why are you such a lazy bastard? Catastrophe. <laughs> but suddenly I began to see. Um, I've got a golden ticket. <laughs> a little good luck for me. <laughs> this is a little nonsense. <laughs> This episode of A Little Nonsense Podcast is brought to you by St. Mary's Snake Hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Because every snake deserves a chance to live. Donate today at (laughs) www.s.org. And by Crazy Joe Houlihan's Unpatriotic fireworks. <laughs> They're for cowards. <laughs> and finally, by cubes. What's that over there? Is that a square? No, you rube. It's a cube. <laughs> cubes. They're 3D squares. <laughs> Uh, That's pretty neat. That's just as neat as it was last time. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get tired of that bit being counted in. Mm-hmm. It's Feels just, so it's fancy. just missing like, it's just missing somebody wearing a headset doing it like audibly, going five, four, three. <laughs> the guy from Wayne's World. The right? guy from Wayne's World. <laughs> yes, that's exactly everyone what I was picturing. Because of Wayne's World, everyone knows you don't say two or one. Yep. That's right. You just don't. No. Okay. And you need to you hire. Just don't. You need to hire a whole guy to do that. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, that guy is not in our show's budget yet. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get oh, there. Yeah. That's like the first major uh, hire we're going to make for this show. Before we hire <laughs> someone else to edit this show for us. Uh-huh. It's just going to be someone to count us in. Yeah, and we'll, yeah, and he'll make more than any of us. Correct. <laughs> he will be the only person with an actual salary. <laughs> Speaking, Do you think that guy was really making money though. Wasn't he just part of the original like cable production, and he just kind of no, no one in that Wayne's World show was really making money, right? Cable access weren't they paying for airtime? Well, until Benjamin bought them. Yeah, right. once, once they got sponsored by Noah's Arcade, they right, had yes. some money. That guy was still just like an intern, right? Probably. I mean, he, with probably, crazy he probably got Fabio more hair. than he was getting, which was nothing. So it's a low bar. 
yeah. anything is is infinitely times greater than what he was making. Speaking of speaking of not being paid anything at all, I saw an article today on CNN about uh, there's a documentary coming out regarding professional cheerleaders and how how little they get paid. They apparently, mm. and I mean, I, I we may have spoken about this before off air, but uh, they threw a figure out there, something about, you know, during an entire season, they won't pay a cheerleader. And then at the end of the season, they pay the full salary of like twelve hundred dollars for like for the yeah because no, it's I'm just not such a great opportunity to, to yeah. do what later. it's like less than minimum wage to like learn all the dances <laughs> i guess <laughs> how many yeah how many of those cheerleaders have moved on to bigger and better things that aren't porn or cheerleading for another sport i can only name one former two two former cheerleaders that's two more than I could. I yeah, could, I, could, I, could. I don't think I could name. Well, we'll see what he says because it's okay. possible that I know these people. Uh, Carmen Electra, I believe, was a cheerleader. She, I thought she was a. Da- I thought she was in like the dance team. Was she an actual cheerleader? What's the dance team? Well, there, I don't there's, know the difference. There's, what well, is this? So there's two different groups. Okay, there's cheerleaders, and then there's the dance team, and they are separate groups. Even even going back to high school, they're two separate groups. Well, yeah, there's, like, palms and cheer. Right, right. right. Yeah. Um, but they have, like, in the middle of the ball game, they'll have, like, the dance team comes out to the middle of the court, and, and they do their dance routine, but that's a separate group than the cheerleaders who are on the sidelines doing their pom-poms. I'm pretty much an authority on this. You guys just have to trust me. <laughs> All right. I, I, I'm happy to be no, I, wrong. I, I, you're right. Like, there's, there's, there's like, a, like, a pep cheerleading team that does like the official cheers right and then there's the then there's the team that does like oh i looked it up she was in color guard she just went out with the flags (laughs) oh man how much do they get paid (laughs) a hundred grand a year negative (laughs) negative money for sure can you imagine if pro sports had a color guard that would be hilarious a lot of a lot of that stuff you have to pay to be in it like it's not you don't get paid. You have to pay to be. They in actually it. the the cheerleading article. They talked about like I had to spend five hundred dollars on clothing and six hundred dollars on like makeup for photo shoots and stuff. Like they probably like came out even after an entire yeah, well, season of I remember, cheerleading. <laughs> I remember thinking, you know how how Sean and marching band we used to watch those uh, professional field shows. You know, yeah, like, sure. Uh, the Phantom Regiment and all that <laughs> shit. Yes, but uh, yeah, those guys—they have to pay to be in those those drum corps. Yeah. it's not like it's not like they just audition and they get paid to tour. They have to. They're they're. It's really kind of sad. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, like there's no <laughs> it's professional like being level a comedian. Well, yes. no, no, <laughs> well, you get paid like if you're a professional. Comedian. Maybe you do. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you, you still get very, paid to do shows. Very, at the very tippy top level, you get paid. Like no, you, you, you more than break even. But right? there's no. But for a but, cheerleader, there's no bigger level than a professional there's no getting, sports. There's league. no getting past at uh, at the right, store yeah, yeah. in L.A. Yeah, they, yeah that's, I, I like a like a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. That's like the highest possible of level cheerleader, right? And you like have to pay to be one. 
and you make twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> it's not like if you're the best violinist in the world, like you're making good money sitting in the you're making money sitting in an orchestra. But yeah, the best cheerleader in the well, world. Well, yeah, and you has can record pay. solo albums and make money. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I that's kinda sad. Something something must be done. We're the first yeah, people something, who've ever objected to this. Something must I'm be done. I'm looking at a list of uh, <laughs> notable cheerleaders. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of them, they're counting high school, so I'm skipping over those. Yeah, that doesn't count. But, no. uh, it has to be like actress, actress Charisma Carpenter, uh, if okay. you remember her very From popular. Buffy, right? and, yeah. Yep. Buffy and Angel. Uh, she was a cheerleader for the San Diego Chargers. Ter- terrible actress. Charisma Carpenter. <laughs> yeah, I gotta find. I have to find a picture. Very, of her, very bad actress, know. but probably a wonderful cheerleader. Is. Charisma. Um, and and right near the bottom, uh, they mentioned oh, yeah. that mm-hmm. uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt was a cheerleader at Harvard for a while. <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. Wow. Wait. Like with full blown polio? Uh, I, it doesn't. <laughs> How did you do that? I don't know. It doesn't go into specifics. Maybe they did not have a very competitive scene there. He had people holding him up. He did a lot of like handed arm work. And, and for the third year in a row, as the top of the pyramid, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. <laughs> oh man! Oh no! He was just the one they threw in, in a the, wheelchair. They just threw him in the air. <laughs> he just flopped around like a He's rag flailing doll. about up there. <laughs> I'm gonna be the greatest president this country's ever seen. Oh. <laughs> he knew even then. He knew even then. <laughs> oh. oh man, that's great. Maybe that's what drove him to do it. <laughs> Is being the only wheelchaired member of the, the <laughs> Yale cheerleading squad or Harvard? What? Fucking one. I mean, man, you got to be rich as fuck to be a full-blown <laughs> polio cheerleader at Harvard. Like these co- <laughs> these colors don't run. These legs don't either. <laughs> and now for the halftime show. <laughs> 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 That's the wrong. Uh, that's that's the wrong song. That's no, <laughs> it was a, supposed that's to be a Notre fight. Dame. It was supposed to be a fight song. Yes, I believe that's the Notre Dame fight song. Yeah. All fight songs sound the same to me. They all sound like some cast off from Sousa. Yeah, for sure. Actually, that. Was written I by Sousa. I believe that was actually Sousa. I don't think that was the See? Notre Dame fight song. That I think that was actually Sousa. It was probably all, all that all that shit that sounds like that is Sousa. Yeah, we yeah. Need I s- mean, the guy he was the only guy who wrote for band ever. Like still, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he is to he is to marching bands what John Williams is to Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. We need something marginally patriotic sounding that just gives the brass players something to do. John Philip Sousa. <laughs> yeah, that was that was Stars and Stripes forever, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. God, sure so, was. <laughs> oh, dear God. That guy loved uh, brass so much he invented an instrument. The Sousaphone. The Sousaphone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's hard to it's hard to march with a tuba. Mm-hmm. 
It's a little awkward. I mean, I feel like our listeners. Know I feel that, like Mike. if you're committed to it, that you have to physically wear a tuba. That's why they have the sousaphone. <laughs> There's no other instrument you need to wear, is there? Maybe, maybe the drums. Oh, I, the baritone is kind of in between, and they're like, "That's not quite big enough to to wear." But I'm still gonna carry. <laughs> I'm still gonna carry this 46 pound instrument. God, what a pain! They really do. They march around like this. <laughs> this gigantic. It's almost as big as a tuba. Yeah. I feel like uh, more instruments should have been worn and wrap around you. I think that's I a good look. Should be like a giant wrap around clarinet. <laughs> Has anyone ever wanted to play the tuba? Like, <laughs> who was no, like. Mostly, I, I really honestly think, and this is the case with almost every bass instrument. I'm sorry, Sean, because mm. you did play the bass clarinet. No, you're fine. But it's like, I couldn't make, I couldn't make this band. I'm gonna play the. I'm gonna play this fucking thing. Nobody wants to play this. No, I, 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 it's just so rare. Unless unless you're playing something specifically written for your instrument, like like the Jabba's theme sure. for the tuba. The tuba. All they ever do is boom, 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 boom. Yeah, for sure. And I to to your point, Mike. I will agree. I the. The Wind Symphony at our high school, as a clarinetist, which is what I was up to that point, I never would have made like the clarinetists in that orchestra or the Wind Symphony were amazing. I it was, I intense. was the only it was way. An intense the the direct the the director was like, "Well, have you ever played bass clarinet?" I was like, "I did, I did do that. I'll I'll do that in the band." <laughs> That's the only reason I was I, there. If I could do it again, I I would probably play like bassoon because uh-huh. if you. If you can passably play the bassoon, any double reed you will ma- you will you could make an orchestra. Yeah. Like no problem. If you can afford a bassoon and then play it passably, <laughs> all all you need is the willingness to play the bassoon. That's like right, not, yeah. 90% again, of becoming is- a professional. <laughs> that's that's like, your whole job. It seems like an instrument cousin. that could use a wraparound <laughs> treatment. You have oh, yeah. to be so good at Counting rests mm-hmm. to play bass instruments. <laughs> yeah, uh, but a bassoon, any woodwind, I don't think you, you could really effectively turn into a wraparound instrument. That's quitter because... language. Are you a quitter? Well, they're, they're, they tend to be made out of wood. Is the problem? <laughs> That's the first problem. <laughs> have you ever and heard? Second have you ever heard problems. of a seamer box, Michael? Listen. <laughs> We we now I think we're making thing. we're making this thing clarinet. even more expensive. Oh yeah, it's gonna cost a lot. <laughs> a lot. The, ste- the, st- the steamer box is that when when she shits in your mouth and then you you turn oh, around God. and uh, you fart in her vagina. I will then... say this is probably a better direction than continuing to talk about bands. <laughs> <laughs> So we, we'll go with it. I'll tell you, you guys nearly lost me, but then Sean started, started talking about shitting in your vagina, and <laughs> I was right back on board. Uh, I believe that's called a hot pocket, Sean. <laughs> hot and pocket. you should, and just like hot pockets, you should only do it for three fourths the suggested time on the box. <laughs> yeah. Well, otherwise, it's molten lava hot. Right. Yeah. Yes. You don't want you don't want to follow those box instructions. That's too hot. No, you don't. Much too hot. One minute, 37 seconds on high. Mm. Okay. And it says like 2.30. Yeah, it's one minute, 
37 seconds. It does, but I feel like those times are, are established for people who are eating both at the same time. Because a minute 30 mm. is not enough to cook both from frozen. No, mm. but I, I, I think it's specifically it says for one. Right? It, no, it does. I'm just saying... I, I feel Just to like be safe. They're saying yeah. do two thirty because people will cook both of them and then wait nine hours. One, I mean, one <laughs> is not one is not a meal. No, no. You can't have, who's you can't eating have one. one hot pocket? Nobody. Nobody's ever yeah. eaten just one. Nobody. Hot <laughs> nobody who's willing to eat a hot pocket is eating one hot pocket. <laughs> That's true. No one who would lower their dietary intake to eating a hot pocket. No one whose culinary standards are so low as yeah. to eat and digest a hot pocket is eating one goddamn hot pocket. Boy, I'm really watching my calorie count. Better have a hot pocket. Mm. Oh, Trying to be healthy, better have this... Hot pocket. It's a good thing I purchased those hot pockets at the store the other day. <laughs> Better just have this pile of sodium and weird meat. If you're yeah. counting calories, obviously you should have bought the lean pockets. Those are not that bad. They're not. It's, <laughs> it's, been, a, it's been a long time since I've had one. I, I think the last time I had one, Joe, is when we were living together. I used to eat those all the time. That seems likely. I, I bought a lot of Hot Pockets in that time. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. would buy... I would buy the meatballs and mozzarella, like oh, yeah. fam oh, the so family-sized <laughs> box that had, like, 14 of them in there. The, le the, the Lean Pockets are only good because the Hot Pockets are so bad for you like the lean, lean pockets are still definitely bad for you right. but they're better than hot pockets the difference okay so like a regular hot pocket it's like it's better for if, me to piss in your eye than shit in it from a from a health right. standpoint but you exactly. still shouldn't get piss in your eyes right if you put if you put both of them in the oven like you're supposed to a regular hot pocket will be superior vastly to a lean pocket. that's true in and taste, I, 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 I really everybody only cook them in the oven Everybody cooks them in the microwave except for you, Joe. Mm. And and when you do that, they're not that much different because they're both equally terrible. <laughs> yeah, and fair. chewy and, you know. But if you put them in the oven like you're supposed to, the you get you get the the laminated uh uh That sounds healthy. Pastry. <laughs> you get you get the the sheer the laminate sheer on top. Yeah. Is what you, it's uh no, it's, it's rain much resistant and crispier. It's much better. It's made oven. out of Rain-X. The water it's as though it's like some kind of gourmet dish. I turn yes. Hot Pockets into a gourmet experience. I'm the Hot Pocket gourmet. You hire a little guy to bring it out on a tray for you? The same guy who counts us down before each that's actually That's an interesting <laughs> restaurant idea, Joe. It's like... Uh, gourmet Hot Pockets? Yeah, gourmet Hot Pockets. That could work in a hipster area. Yeah, sure. You really $10 do, you do a, a good hot job pocket. with it. I mean, I, I would really just... They're basically just smaller uh, pasties. You familiar with pasties? No. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. I'm God, not. I love those. I love I love savory pies of all yeah, kinds. Yeah, it's mm. it's basically uh, what what Mike just said, Sean. It's it's a savory, savory pie. You pie. take a you take a pastry crust and think like a like a calzone, uh, mm -hmm. except it's it's like a a chicken pot pie. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Delish. Absolutely. You, I still wish I still wish they would make a Thanksgiving dinner hot pocket. Oh, turkey and gravy. That would be genius. I don't know why I don't know why they haven't tried that yet. It seems so obvious. Huh. You know? 
It, it, there's there's a different combination of things you could try. You could do the turkey gravy, potato. You could do stuffing. You know, there's there's uh, different combos. Cranberries. I love you want warm cranberries in there. Yeah. I don't know. I would maybe, want. Maybe they I would could want sell all it with of them. A... I would want all of them in the same hot pocket, like segmented. Oh. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Or and and you could have a. Unless you bite into like the wrong end first. Pouch in the box that you squeeze on top of it or something. Oh, like a toaster strudel. There's yeah, a exactly. icing for a toaster yeah. strudel. Yeah. Are there dessert hot pockets? Can you get like a s'mores hot pocket? I think those Not are pop that I'm tarts. Aware of. Pop t- well, or right. toaster strudels. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Toaster strudels are good. Those are good. I also prepare those in the oven. I could see. I, well, I, I I do them in the toaster, but definitely never in the microwave. That would be. I don't know that travesty. I could put something like hot pockets, toaster strudels. It seems awkward to me to put something so small in an oven. Well, the oven doesn't mind. Well, I know the. <laughs> I'm too. That's big a good for point. This, <laughs> this is silly. Look doing? how big I am. <laughs> what are you doing, Sean? You you know I only like big things. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I suppose it's not the most energy conscious thing to heat up the entire oven for Maybe that's it, yeah. For the four to six toaster strudels I'll eat in a single sitting. <laughs> well that, never mind. If you're putting four to six, then that that defeats that's my point. Enough. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. That's all I ask is for a little bit of volume to be taken up. <laughs> two or three toaster strudels, not gonna happen. <clears throat> Four, Four to six. six. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> My oven sounds a little bit like Foghorn Leghorn. I said, I said, now we're you talking. See, you see? <laughs> now I said. <laughs> now listen here, boy. <laughs> Toast us strudels. <laughs> oh, man. That's the most anyone's ever talked about any of that stuff that we just <laughs> talked about. From band to Hot Pockets to Toaster Strudels. I mean, I, I'm, sh- I'm certain at this least a- anything we've said about Hot Pockets was covered by Jim Gaffigan. That's true. Yeah. Hot Pockets! That's almost a guarantee. Uh, you're right. He does, he does have a good Hot Pocket bit. I have to admit, I enjoy it. Jim Gaff the first time, and then Jim Gaff again. <laughs> I, I couldn't resist. Just running away with this episode. Just trying out some new stuff. <laughs> Working on your tight five. Yeah, just, just trying some stuff. Tight crowd. Ooh. Do you think there's an audience in the world that is just dying to hear a bunch of puns back to back? I don't. I imagine this would be the only podcast Sean listens to. I don't do it for an audience, Mike. I do it for me. <laughs> yeah. He does it because he can't help himself. That's true. He has a, a disease. <laughs> yes. Just Thank trying you. to imagine the demographics of this audience that is just craving a... God, I hope back, Sean back does another pun. <laughs> There's one guy in, like, Chechnya. It's probably... <laughs> no, it's probably Aaron. Sup, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> He likes my puns. I'm sure. He's not me. Everybody seems to like him but me. All right, let's uh, let's hear from one of our sponsors. Hold up. Hold down. 
Oh, come on, Nobel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was setting up to read that. I didn't even hear what he said. You said hold up, and Mike said hold down. <laughs> That's just as bad as right, anything I've give ever him, done. <laughs> I'm going to give him one retroactively, then. Thank right. you. I took advantage of Joe's... Uh, my momentary yes you know, <laughs> preparation <sighs> seizing on someone's weakness, Mike. That's very Joe of you. It is. I learned from <clears throat> the best. Oh, thank <laughs> you. He found you. There are subscription services for almost everything these days. Nerdy collectibles, improving your wardrobe, even dental hygiene. But what about live animals? <laughs> <laughs> Introducing ZooCrate, the all-new exciting service that brings the zoo to you by shipping live animals right to your home. (laughs) Oh, no. Each month, a container will arrive with a randomly selected animal from somewhere in the world. (laughs) Does this include aquatic animals? It could be anything. A giraffe... A leaf-nosed bat, a polar bear, (laughs) a reticulated python, a Madagascan fruit bat, a hippopotamus, a New Georgian (laughs) monkey-faced bat, a Siberian Siberian tiger, or even a giant gold-crowned flying fox. That's a type of bat. Valentine's Day is just around the corner and nothing says love like a house full of mostly bats. <laughs> Sign up now using our promo code ALN3BATS to receive your first probably a bat for free. <laughs> Zucrate, you're going to get a lot of bats. <laughs> All right. Nice. I love it. I had to look up the giant crowned flying fox. Is it real? Did it's you... cute. Yeah, it's oh, it's okay. a it's a large bat. Wait, you yeah. thought Zoo Crate wouldn't send real animals? I was just <laughs> I, I was just making sure that the ad, that the copy was accurate. I mean, it's it's basically a monster, but uh, I could see the appeal. Can you imagine bat lovers being so disappointed when they got like a monkey? Can you imagine life lovers being so disappointed when they got a polar bear? <laughs> and it's dead. Aw. I was going to suggest that the polar, the polar bear, bear killed murdered them. the... You know. Yeah. I get it. I just yeah, took a good shipping a polar bear. It probably would be worse to get a dead polar bear. I mean, most I of the animals be... are going to be dead by the time they get to you. Mm. Yeah, especially like a dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least at least the the dolphin can keep breathing, if if there's air holes. Mm-hmm. You know, you mu- it'd be much worse if it was like a shark or yeah. Truck shows a fish. up with with <laughs> truck shows up with like a six million gallon tank of water and a humpback whale in it. <laughs> what kind of truck? What kind of truck shows up with that in it? <laughs> That's a big ass truck. You could you could fit a humpback, your average humpback whale, and in, in the back really? of a in the back of a semi trailer. Oh, I feel like they're bigger than say. that. Oh, some of them are for sure. Yeah, I mean you could fit them in the back of a Klingon bird of prey. Well, that's much more sensible. <laughs> I'll keep a lookout for that. Yes, that fictional thing is much more sensible. <laughs> 
humpback whale size, 52 feet long for the female. How that is pretty every, big. Is it? That is, is pretty big. It, am yeah. I? Am I? It seems like most animals, the female is larger than the male. Am I just going crazy? You are going crazy because okay. it's not the case with. For example, that's humans. how it is with humpback whales. Well, no, humans. I, that was the point I was going to get to. Was Apes how come it's general, it's uh, it's always it's the case it's the case with most animals on the planet technically, because most animals on the planet are insects and spiders. Ah, fuck you, Mike. Yeah, well, sexual <laughs> dimorphism is a thing. Um, it's not as it's dimorphin time. It's not as common among mammals, but no. It like a bird, for example. What very is often, wait? What is sexual dimorphism, Mike? Well, that's where one sex is a completely different size from the other, and sometimes okay. shape. the same species. A completely different, or just like slightly? No. Different? Well, if if you're talking about dimorphism, usually you're talking about a pretty noticeable difference. Like in spiders, like, the female will be like thirty times the size of the male. Good lord! Yeah, I, I think one of the biggest. Differences is the anglerfish. Um, the female is is like is like a hundred or thousand times bigger <laughs> than the male. Like the male literally is like a little bud that attaches to it, and it's a completely different looking fish. Well, if the male were bigger, it would be called an anglimfish. Okay. Male anglerfish. Yeah, I want to look at this now. Boy, my, my yeah, search history ang- is fucked. Some anglerfish are notable for their sexual dimorphism. Huh. So apparently not all of them. I don't know. Well, if they just I say, noticed, if they though, just say some age, of that, them, uh, couldn't you say that with just about anything? If, like, yeah, you find yeah. a particularly <laughs> fat member of the species... It's That's it's true. actually yeah. it's it's little known that for anglerfish the actual fish is the female and then the little dangly thing that comes off the top that's actually the male anglerfish. <laughs> no, it's, <not. laughs> it's just perpetually mating with the female's forehead. Yeah. But I remember uh from a young age I used to catch toads and uh frogs. And the mm-hmm. male was always super little compared to the female. It it would like grab onto its back to mate with it and it was just like a quarter the size huh good for him good for him <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know I mean what would, that would be so weird to like you know be a human and, and you have to like fuck a giant <laughs> you know I'm gonna I mean, go jump so. onto that lady at the bar I and would climb think, up I her legs that if if our species, you know, worked that way where we had sexual dimorphism favoring the female, we would think the bigger the hotter, probably. Yeah. I need a, oh, I you need see a the size of her. You see she's, the Statue of Liberty? I just can't stop <laughs> stop fucking that. Thing. Oh man, she's really gonna dwarf my penis. <laughs> That's hot. I can't wait I can't wait to jerk off in her pussy with ten other guys at the same time. <laughs> Standing inside of it. <laughs> Man, I'll be lucky to make it out of this one alive, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, that would be odd. A little bit. Slightly odd. It's kind of I I think it's kind of weird that Well, I guess I guess there are reasons for it, you know, like uh but 
it seems like no hang on i'm not glossing over that i'm sure there's reasons like you know but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, my train of thought was uh, trailed off a little bit but it seems well, like you, makes, you mean completely it yeah, seems like it I'm makes sure sense reasons. it seems like it makes sense for women for females to be larger than males, right? Well, particularly like, in species where they consume the males after copulation. Yeah, yeah. it's just easier it to just eat them. seems like it, yeah. it, that should be the norm. It's, uh, <laughs> um, but I'm sure there's reasons that it's not. <laughs> you know, for instance... Uh, reasons. But, um... <laughs> <coughs> anyway... <laughs> 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 but I digress. Uh, I don't think you want to know what I was <laughs> I think it only makes sense for uh, egg layers. Egg layers? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Wait, well, what? It makes sense. Like, for humans, it doesn't make sense because the, the, the male has to go out and hunt because the female has to take care of this pathetic baby for, like, five years. Right, right. Unless you're an emperor penguin, right? right? I, I'm just talking about the biological. No, I'm just saying it. if uh, if 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 it was like lions, you know, the female could could still do the hunting, and the, the male is just useless. That's true, and the male is bigger for no reason. For no reason. Like, what is the what <laughs> is the point? Or uh, kangaroos, you know, the uh, the newborn spends a lot of time in its father's pouch. Is the is the emperor penguin the one where the the dudes are left with the eggs to keep them warm and while the moms yes. trek across the continent? Yes. Okay. The the females do they go to the ocean and hunt and the males keep the eggs on their feet. And they and they go to they go to the ocean and they fill up on fish and then they just like carry it back across the continent to the fit to the babies and regurgitate it. That's a, that's a long mouth. time to be saving that stuff in your mouth and your gullet. I guess they've got gullets, right? <laughs> Can we get a ruling like, on that? <laughs> wait a second. I I don't know the definition of gullet. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what the scientific definition of gullet is. Well, I'm I, not I mean, sure it's they don't different. Die. It doesn't... Okay, they're not storing it in their mouths or their beaks. Right. Birds don't have mouths, but but they're also not digesting it, right? They're not, like, spewing up I mean, I, I don't think sitting you can in their call stomach. it a beak. I think the scientific term is bird mouth. Okay, so, so, so somewhere betwixt the bird mouth and the stomach lies I, the gullet. Yes, right? but... I think it's the, I think it's called a gullet in every species. I don't think it's just birds. Well, sure, birds. Have, but the the penguin has a larger gullet, perhaps. Then what? <laughs> they must they must have some ability that, that we look, don't have. To look, it's the esophagus. Food. I looked it up. It's just it is a it is a slang term for the esophagus. Okay. Well, look, I they I know that they have a very good reason for doing it. It's um. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, it's it's uh, it's uh, <laughs> it stares off into the distance. <laughs> oh yeah, well that's a weird that's a weird little uh, routine they've got there down there in Antarctica. It sounds like the worst imaginable life. To me. Yeah, like, especially for like the just, dad. 
<laughs> Actually, no, it sounds better for them. They have to stand there in one place. Like, yeah, but, but they're surrounded by... Where are you going like, to go, Sean? You're a penguin. <laughs> they're surrounded by a million other penguins. At least they get to just They're just hanging out, out with their friends. I guess. I think the, I the, think the episode title is Where You're Going to Go, Sean? You're a Penguin. <laughs> you're still you're still looking around like uh, you know, you're still you're still standing there. Yep, still standing here. Uh-huh. You know how bad it is, you know, facing predators in other environments where you would go stand in Antarctica for months <laughs> just to avoid them and yeah. huddle together against well, this the sucks, wind. Guys, but I'd rather be here than being eaten by a seal right now. <laughs> that would suck. Boy, I hope hope my wife's okay. <laughs> She's, I mean, she could be being eaten by a seal, but uh, that's even probable. What if it doesn't you, really matter? Because I'm if, here. What <laughs> if you're? What if you're the mother and you're like ninety nine percent of the way back, and then you accidentally swallow everything in your esophagus? <laughs> you, you have already do you, though. Do you have to go? Do you have to go back? <laughs> no, you, it's, go back. <laughs> it's already in there. She's okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, I guess I they guess can still she just, regurgitate uh, it. She she stops her friend and murders her with her beak and then <laughs> eats it. Uh, Michael, steals Mike, her food bird with mouth. her bird mouth. Bird mouth. <laughs> her bill. Bird mouth. Her bird mouth. Bird. No. The- <laughs> that was, I she digested shoves- all the food, guys. Shit. <laughs> She shoves her whole wing down her gullet until she vomits. But you know what? I'm sure a bunch of those babies are dead. Yeah, well, yeah. Mine, so it's not going to be a big deal when I get back. Yeah. Yeah. You just pretend to be some other penguin. <laughs> <laughs> and, just, and hope there's a mix-up. <laughs> like, ah, I saw Sharon. Oh, and, you're uh, She got I, eaten. Mike left yesterday. <laughs> she was eaten. She was eaten by a seal. My name's <laughs> my name's Claire, and I didn't I didn't eat any I didn't bring any fish. <laughs> but uh, hi. <laughs> or you just go thing. find a different cluster of penguins. <laughs> yeah. You just you know just change cities. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Shit! I swallowed my food. Better abandon my family <laughs> forever. <laughs> Seems reasonable. Time to make a new family. <laughs> well, seems better like, luck next time. That's what the that's what the Larry David penguin would do. Let's go to another penguin. Make a new family. Yeah. You're looking now. I'm picturing. I'm picturing this penguin walking alone in Antarctica to the Curb Your Enthusiasm music. (laughs) 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 And then you need that tuba player. (laughs) What a tough job that guy's got. And he's probably one of the best tuba players in the world. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. Based on what? I can go home now? All right, perfect. On the fact that he got that job. (laughs) 
You don't just hire any tuba player to do the theme to your show. <laughs> no, we need well, Marco Bertolini. I doubt they hired a tuba player specifically. <laughs> no, we need him. We need Marco Bertolini <laughs> to play this part. <laughs> they, I mean, they, hired, they hired an existing orchestra or band. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm or sure computer. that their tuba player is We're one of the best We're holding a nationwide casting call to find the best tuba player. <laughs> For these three notes. <laughs> Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> they start, they start uh, a reality show called So You Think You Can Toot. <laughs> Listen, Lynn, it was great. It was great. It's just it's just not quite what we're looking for. I'm so sorry. I loved I loved your heart. I loved like the this little dance you did while you were playing, but you know what? I just uh, uh, wasn't uh. feeling the uh, the emotion in your music, so it's a no. Yeah. Listen, I'm I'm <gasps> sure there's a reason for it. <laughs> 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 Look, the first, the first two, the first two toots were were as good as we've heard, right? Right? I mean, oh, it, absolutely, as good as we, very strong yeah, start. It's just, it's just the last, the last toot. Um, so sorry, toot. We need, we need someone who can do all three toots. Yeah, yeah, you really got to nail that third toot. <clears throat> Whoever plays the job at the hut song solo really hams it up, though. <laughs> The London Symphony Orchestra. It's ridiculous. I'm surprised that he's still probably alive after, why after they, recording that. It's probably why they got hired by the London Symphony Orchestra. Yeah, the Jabba yeah. song, which, by the way, in the soundtrack is like this four-minute-long, yes. amazing tuba solo, and in the movie, it's in there for like ten seconds. I think it's- <laughs> John it's Williams got, overwrote. It's <laughs> got to be the most amazing tuba solo ever. Written. Ever. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on from that. Especially with this group. Although this is, I think, the first time in the years that we've recorded this podcast that we've really talked about band this much. Probably. We've covered, we've covered a lot more band tonight than we have in the last... Uh, I guess it's been almost two years now. Almost two years. Dear God. Yeah, we are uh, we are 16 episodes away. Well, with this, ep- not including this episode, 16 away from an even hundred. Uh, I think you mean we're 15 away from our final episode. Episode 99. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 99. That's the last episode we'll be recording. Oh, it's going to be so unsatisfying for everyone. <laughs> is Sean recording in a different room, or is it just blue now? Sean, did you paint the room you record in, or are you recording in a different room? We painted. It looks nice. Thank you. Yeah, we got a new bed. We painted. We got new furniture. You got new furniture. Oh, just a couple of, uh, like, dresser storage thingies. Yeah, and Did the you bed. put them on top of the old furniture? Yep, just piled it right on top. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just piled it, piled it up. Yeah, that's how you Drew do it. True order fashion. That's right. New dresser, you just put it on top of the old dresser. That's how you get the additional storage. That's right. Just put it right there. That's that's fine. Hmm. Yeah. Bom, no, I'd give you. Bom. I'd give you. <laughs> I'd give you a tour, but I don't. It's just a whole lot of work to like. That also stuff. wouldn't be good audio. So no, no. Instead, why don't you read an ad? 
Since 1853, Levi's has brought you the best blue jeans on God's green earth. In 1873, Levi Strauss partnered with Taylor Jacob Davis on a patent for riveted pockets on work pants for Western pioneers. It was then the Levi's 501 button fly jean was born. Two front pockets, within the wearer's rightmost pocket, a tinier pocket for your <laughs> shiny little watch. In 1890, we added a single back pocket. Fast forward to 1922. Belt loops were added along with a second back pocket. In 1954, we added the zipper fly. These are the jeans Brando wore in streetcar. 2013. We introduced crazy new colors to our jeans, like green and white. And now, <laughs> Levi Strauss is proud to introduce the latest evolution of the 501 brand, the crotch pocket. <laughs> the zipper fly has been moved to the outside of the front pockets, freeing up that much needed space at the crotch. Don't worry, the watch pocket is still there. As is a second watch pocket inside the crotch pocket. <laughs> the crotch pocket is big enough for any of the latest smartphones, so walk right up to that dreamboat you've been crushing on, rip open the buttons on that crotch pocket, and exchange numbers. <laughs> Need a place to stash your family jewels? What better place than right beside your family jewels? <laughs> Want to quench your thirst, but you're in the middle of a big board meeting? Pop that baby open and chug away. And also, don't wear blue jeans at a big board meeting. <laughs> Levi's 501 crotch pocket. And coming soon, the 501 back middle pocket. <laughs> From Levi Strauss. The ass crack pocket. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that <laughs> right. ass pocket. Yeah, the, the taint pocket was considered, I believe. I'm just, I'm imagining having a, a, a water bottle in my crotch pocket with a straw sticking out of it. Oh, yeah, you just bend down. And you just bend down and drink it straight from <sighs> the crotch pocket. Just like we're on Zoom right now. Just yeah. <clears throat> At the big board meeting. How about, a, how about a bottle of milk and you come back up <laughs> and then you just got white all over your face. <laughs> There's something hilarious about putting milk in a in a water bottle, and just, then drinking it with a straw. Dr just drinking it at all, <laughs> anywhere ever. And just chugging milk. it. <laughs> I wish we we should go at like the gym. <laughs> no, you're you're out on the you're out on the trail doing your jog, and then you just whip it out and you're just chugging the milk. Yeah. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> oh. I believe Nasty. Ron Burgundy did something like yeah. that. Yeah, milk was a bad choice. While while jogging. The last thing jogging. I want to do while jogging is also have diarrhea. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. For, the, for the lactose intolerance, such yeah. as yourself. Sometimes marathon runners will shit themselves while they're oh, yeah. running. Yeah. That means they're doing it the right way. It means they're chugging means milk. They don't <laughs> want to stop. I, uh... I saw some enormous video game news today. Did you guys see any enormous video game news I did. today? No. I wanted to bring it up because I'm kind of like bummed. I'm sure about that we're it. talking about the same thing. I'm sure we are. 
Uh, so it was announced that Mario before- came out as gay. <laughs> yes. Very forward, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Bethesda uh, is working with Lucasfilm Games Division to develop an Indiana Jones game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I first heard it, I was overjoyed because, holy shit, why haven't we gotten a wonderful Indiana Jones game in 30 years? Um, but I, I'm thinking on it more, I, I'm, I was kind of bummed because, correct me if I'm wrong, but Bethesda, their, their biggest titles are first-person games. And I feel like the only way to do an indie game is third-person. And the second thing I was bummed about is... Bethesda was recently purchased by Microsoft, so Mm -hmm. it's not a foregone conclusion that PlayStation users will even get to play the Indiana Jones game. On the first Um, point, uh, the games Bethesda is most famous for uh, are first slash third person. Um, Are they? Yeah, you can you can Fallout. I mean, Fallout. You can yeah. I guess you can switch between them. You can do that in in Skyrim. Skyrim Skyrim. And actually, they're they're. I guess they're. The original Fallout games are all isometric third person, so. and those weren't even Bethesda. I can't oh, imagine right. those, were, those were Obsidian, Black Isle. Those were, oh right, 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 precursor. Right. I just can't. Obsidian. I can't imagine playing Indiana Jones and not even being able to see the fucking fedora that I'm wearing. Well, I don't think that there's any reason that they would have to do a first person. Yeah, version. I mean, of if it. they do it at all, it, I assume it would be a first third thing. So you have options. Some people sure. want to see indie. Some people want to be indie. I guess. As far as uh, coming to the PlayStation, I uh, Microsoft has been pretty clear that they're they're. I I think they're going to eventually release all of their games, all the Bethesda games, on the PlayStation. It may not be like a, you know, a initial release situation yeah. for the PlayStation, which I think could be fine for you because you don't buy games at release anyway. For sure, no. So if you yeah, have I'm to not wait a year that. to get it on the PlayStation, I'm just worried about like you know. I, at first, I was like, "Well, indie is such a huge IP. Of course, it's going to be cross-platform." But then I was like, "Well, wait, fucking Spider-Man Maybe you can be a real fucking gamer for once and get a goddamn PC, you <laughs> son of a bitch." But but it's not. It's just yeah. it's not. It's Sorry, not a foregone conclusion. That's all right. I'm glad that you said that, Joe, because I was really worried because they don't really have to release it cross-platform they, they could just say fuck you get an no, xbox actually, or a computer I, I, and why would you I, buy I, I bethesda think be, i think it'd be smart for them not to right why do you I, buy bethesda though, and then release cross-platform i i think releasing it cross-platform after a year is totally fine though like i don't think that i, I think having an exclusive at launch it, that's that does all the damage you need to do really Absolutely. yeah that's true that's true. But then eventually you want more people to buy it so you can really you can cross platform release the game. Yeah, cuz all those people that uh bought it on the one platform, they're they're only going to buy it the one time. So Right. Yeah. You want to get all that right, other yeah. money. But I mean an indie game though uh, is very exciting. I I yeah. ever, si- ever since um, I played Uncharted, I I was like this is just Indiana Jones. Just give him a fedora. This would be amazing. I, I, yeah, it's just that uh, hopefully it'll be a lot more Bethesda than Uncharted. Like Uncharted is 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 just a very like railsy. It's know, cinematic I, though, and there's puzzles and there's action. I, I guess Indiana Jones needs to be kind of like that, but I, I would certainly like it to be a little bit more choice driven. 
I don't know how you do that with an. I, I feel like an Indiana Jones game has to be railsy and cinematic. Nah, just. Well, I so, mean, the main so, story has have, to be. You already hmm? have Uncharted. Then I mean, it's like, why do you need to do just just the branding? Is that the whole reason to do well, it? the soundtrack and the whip, the whip play and the uh, you know the fedora? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't need it, but it's like if you're gonna give it to me, I'm telling you what I would prefer to play, and I don't see like an open world. In the RPG, I just don't see that being a thing. I feel like you need a story. Yeah. You need you need a well, uh, definitely a need narrative. a focused story. I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. But that doesn't, and then big set pieces. A like, story that, doesn't. A story and set pieces doesn't mean it can't be like an open world game. I guess. I, I guess I'm. I'm. When I think set pieces, it's really easy to go back to Uncharted because it's so cinematic. But I can't think of like. I, unless you're talking about cutscenes, like what big set pieces can well, can you do in an open stuff world? You game. have to do in like Witcher Three. That's a very open game, but you're playing a locked-in character, and your main story has you going to specific points at specific times, doing specific things. But you That's still fair. have a sense of of wanderlust and side quests yeah. to do. Hmm. I guess the bigger question is whether Bethesda is still making quality video games. That mm. is a that is a good question. I know I I haven't played the latest Doom. I I played the 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 first the 2016 Doom and it was really good. You know, as action first person shooters go. And I understand that mm. the the newest one is is supposed to be really good too, but they've had a couple of swings and misses the last couple of years. Yeah, I wanna... and some of their releases that you know I even liked uh, weren't, you know, home runs. You know, they yeah, had like, some like missteps. Fallout Four was Fallout was Four kind had of... a lot of issues, you know, compared to previous games. Yeah, um, still a let good me, game. It's, let me yeah, ask you I this: like it a lot. I I want to describe a type of game to you guys, and then I tell didn't me even if know it already... 2016 Doom was made. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's really good actually. The uh, apparently the newest one, Doom Eternal, I guess. I I have to play it yet. The last Doom I played came out better. in 1993, and it was called Doom. Yeah, that's the last one I played. Can I can I describe a game to you guys, and you tell me if it already exists or like if it's possible? Sure, it's called uh, Tetris. What if, <laughs> no, what if? So what if? So what if we uh, mix the ideas, right? So you know how The Witcher has. Uh, there's two primary DLCs. There's the Blood and Wine, and then the uh, whatever the other one, the Wild Hunt. Heart of Stone. No, Heart of Stone. Thank you. Um, so, what if you do like an Indiana Jones game where you have one narrative and you have this open world, and then every year or every two years you come out with like a massive DLC, and instead of a new Indiana Jones game, you just charge forty bucks. And it's a new chapter in the same game where you retain the same... You're talking about an expansion. Right, but I mean, like... I mean, that's so, exactly what you described with that's the Witcher, what they do. But... That's what they do with MMOs, really. Yeah, like, okay, that, that's right, what I was yeah. thinking. And the, yeah. reason, so being instead is, of a new the title, reason being is that, you know, after a few years, at least at the current rate of technology, your, your engine's pretty outdated already, and the development so company's moved on to other things. Okay. That, and you've got... Uh, it, well, in the case of an MMO, you've 
the players have run out of content, so they need something. Yeah, new. you gotta you gotta rejuvenate the player base so they keep paying you monthly. I just feel like a chapter based thing like that, but it makes sense that if you need a new console every six or eight years or whatever, I mean, some it people work, would say but... that uh, that's kind of how that's kind of what they do with the sports games and Call of Duty and shit like that. It's they 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 have a new version of it every year that's not really fundamentally different from. Yeah, I mean, Previous. in Indiana Jones game, you wouldn't really need new mechanics. Like, Indiana Jones isn't suddenly going to fly or, like, have to move differently or do different shit. <laughs> He's just going to get older. <laughs> well. Slower. Benjamin Button's Indiana Jones. Obviously, make- if they make an Indiana Jones game, it's going to have to be set in the 30s, right? There has to be Nazis. There has to be. Yeah. You can't make... that, And that's Bethesda. Didn't they do... Uh, or Wolfenstein? Wolfenstein, or- yeah. So, I mean, they have all the Nazis. They just need to put them in that game. They've already got all of the Nazi <laughs> assets. <laughs> they have all yeah, of the Nazi ready to go. assets. <laughs> I'm sure there's yeah. a, those are going to look great on the PS5. There's, like, religious demons from Doom. You could throw those in there. And then you got yourself an indie game. I'll, I don't know, Joe, I don't know if you're aware they did, in fact, make a new Wolfenstein also that, like, just came out a couple years ago. <laughs> I Yeah, I knew I, I was I was not... I, I mean, I'm assuming, based on your comment, you were thinking it's going to be sprites of oh, Nazis. Right. I knew there was a 3D, uh, like a more a more recent one. I I did not know it would be recent enough to still look good, though. Oh, there was like a really yeah, great-looking one that came out. I, I watched a bunch of cutscenes because Hitler's in it, and I was like, oh, this yeah. is uh, You know me, Sean Keller, I love... <laughs> This game have Hitler in it? Well, I, Sean Keller, love Hitler. <laughs> I'm just going to run off and watch that. <laughs> it was killing Hitler. And look, I had a really good reason for watching it. I, um... But, uh... <laughs> but, but, but anyway. <laughs> but yeah, Indiana Jones game, right? I, am I, I right? think I think am it, I right or am I right or am I? It right? should be a home run, <laughs> as long as they don't get in their own way. I don't know. How about how about did it did I, it bury the I lead? I might play it. I don't know. Did did it bury the lead that like the the Lucas Arts division like came out and rebranded itself as like it, it was either Lucas Arts or Lucas Film Games. It was no like they came out and said, "Hey, we're changing the name now, and we're going to work with." all sorts of different developers, not just EA. I heard that, too. Yeah, um... That was the... I think that was the first story that I read, was that... Uh, yeah, from, like, a day or two ago. They're gonna... All of the Star Wars games are gonna use the LucasArts uh, branding again. Yes. Yeah. So that's awesome, because if that does open the door for, like, yeah, we'll let Bethesda do this, we'll let, uh, you know, whatever developer do this. We'll yeah. I, think I, would like, just, I would like Obsidian to have a second crack at Star Wars. They were a very new development studio when they did Coder 2. Mm-hmm. So they, they really, they really didn't stick the landing on that, uh, on that story ending. But, uh, no, but the game itself otherwise is pretty good. The game is, game. it's great. There's a lot of sound characters, solid story. It just, just kind of peters do, off uh, at the end. Yeah, it really, really peters off at the end. There's, it really uh, does. There's really no ending to that game. It's just kind of... It's just Kraya talking mean, to you. You just I, get to ask a bunch of <laughs> questions, and then that's the end of the game. 
I've been playing Fallen Order, and if we can get like a coder type RPG with these current gen graphics, oh my god! I mean, or I mean, not even a remaster of Coder, but just a Star Wars RPG. I would be really, I would be happiest with a remaster of Coder. It'd be amazing. New game. I would like a new game too. If I believed that they could make a new game as good as Coder, then I would agree. Well, who is they? But Coder is also yeah, is never going to be... But Mike, can Coder ever be as good as the first time you played it? No. No. So so wouldn't you want a new game with new fucking... I, 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 yes, I just don't, I just don't believe that it's going to be as good. I don't know. I, I'm just it probably won't. about it. No, I mean, it probably won't. Like, Coder was like it's gonna so be even better. good. It could be. I mean, with, with the gonna technology... It's going to make Coder look like a big bag of shit. <laughs> it's gonna make it look like a big wet bag of I mean, spiders. If, <laughs> <laughs> if you've played Coder recently, um, story is still the greatest, but the gameplay is just clunky it's unplayable as, fuck. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It's McClunky even. It's disgusting. It's very McClunky. Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> same is true with the with the first Mass Effect game. So I'm I'm happy they're doing. Uh, yeah, and that's coming out in March. Remaster. Yeah, the last time I played Mass Effect, which was probably two or three years ago. The original, uh, was, the first. The original. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, I was probably eight hours into my playthrough, and I I clipped through a wall and got stuck in the map. And, <laughs> and you rage quit. <laughs> and I rage quit because I would have had to replay like two hours. Oh, God. Yep. Oh, no. That's what you said. That's an exaggeration. It was it was thirty minutes. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing the last thirty minutes again. That's ridiculous. Yeah, Yeah, that game. That game is uh, it needs some work. So yeah, we'll see what they do with the remaster. They haven't released any footage of it, but it's supposed to be coming out in like two months. There's yeah, there's supposed to be like new content, like new single player content. Is there? I didn't hear about that. That's I heard that. That You got to sneak in something. It's probably just going to be like two new missions or something. Like as long as okay, as long as it looks better, I'm and, sure it will. And they've and they've homogenized the combat so that it's the same in all three games. That'd be nice. As long as I don't get stuck in the map in Pharos. <laughs> yes. There's some. No, yeah, they, they kept that I, part. They I, kept I had that a lot of I had a lot of weird clipping issues in Mass Effect Two, and actually there was a the hilarious Reddit post that I saw the other day of. Uh, Shepard's squad was like stuck in this this little like six by eight rectangle that was like a foot lower than the rest of the floor, oh, no. and they're like, "Well, I guess mission's over." And they're just standing there like, like yeah, "I guess we're done, guys. Can't uh, can't step up onto this ledge. <laughs> bag him, bag him, and tag him, Garris. <laughs> I just what I just wish Time we of knew death one second ago." <laughs> I just wish we knew why they wanted to turn us all into doctors. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll never know. <laughs> well, that's our episode. With a score of three shown as this week's loser. Hey, three's not too bad. Three's that's not normal, too bad. Normalish score. I have been Joe Morkle. I'm Sean. And I'm Mike, and I'll tell you what, there's a good reason for that. But, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Have a great week. 
A Little Nonsense is copyright 2019 by its hosts. All ads are meant to be humorously fake. Any resemblance to a company, person, or other entity, real or imagined by someone else, is either entirely coincidental or purposeful parody. If you have a question, comment, or discussion topic, you can email us through the mailhole. That's mailhole at littlenonsense.com. You can find more episodes and anything else related to the show at littlenonsense.com. And now that the end of show business is concluded, I'll kindly ask, Sean, would you please take us out? Little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. A little whimsy here and there is often very necessary. Mingle a little folly with your wisdom and you could be jolly. Since now and then is relished by the wisest men. Yeah, he is a lazy fuck. He yeah. is. Just because there's oh. a promise of wealth, he gets out of his stupid bed. Lazy I'm so bastard. weak, so could've weak, been, Charlie. Could have been working, could have been earning a living this whole time. Also, yeah, like, and, and if he had been in that bed the whole time, his legs would have been so atrophied. Absolutely. He would not yeah. have gotten the power of ambulation. So no, quickly. I think every time Charlie leaves, they're they're just d- dancing around having a grand old time. <laughs> they're all fucking. It's a straight up orgy. <laughs> they are. There's like six people in that bed. Four. And he's like, Charlie, would you pass me the pigeon soup? <laughs> I'm so I'm so weak, Charlie. <laughs> uh, uh, I just spent the last hour fucking your mother <laughs> and your grandmother. <laughs> I, I, sister. I, I, hope, your I hope Grandpa Joe was his dad's dad. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory belongs on Pornhub. <laughs> what are you doing, Step Grandpa? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not uh, Step Grandpa. That's just Charlie. to avoid censors. Charlie got stuck in the fizzy lifting drinks again. <laughs> 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 <laughs>